Hello, I'm Zev Neuwirth and welcome to Creating a New Healthcare, a podcast series for healthcare leaders who are interested in fresh perspectives, new ideas and bold solutions on how to advance the creation of a customer-oriented, value-based and humanistic system of health. The views I express on this podcast are solely my own and do not represent the views of any other person or organization. Folks, what we're going to discuss today in this interview is uh, one of the most challenging issues in American healthcare delivery and one of the most opportune with significant potential for lowering the cost of care dramatically while improving outcomes and actually improving the experience of healthcare. And again, as many of you know, employers pay for literally half of all the healthcare in our country, and they contribute to something like 75% of all the healthcare margin. Uh, employers make up the largest payer in American healthcare, even more than the federal government and the state governments combined, which make up around 35 to 40% of all healthcare spend in our country. And with the, the costs of healthcare escalating for decades and continuing to do so, it's really imposed and continues to impose a major strain on corporate America, as well as all working Americans and their dependents. Now, in my book on reframing healthcare, I refer to corporate America as the sleeping giant of the healthcare industry. They have been dozing for decades, but now they're woke. Our guest this week is an employer that actually has been woke for quite some time and doing some amazing work, as you're going to hear. They are not only experts in the domain of employer healthcare, but they've demonstrated that you can make dramatic positive improvements in employees' health, in their healthcare experience, and actually lower the cost of care somewhere between 30 to 50%. Let me say that again, 30 to 50%. And they've sustained these improvements over decades. In my opinion, they have the formula that other employers uh, should be emulating. And I'll say this, their story is amazing. This is actually part one of this, of their podcast. I'm going to do a part two with them. They're using their savings in what I would term as a humanitarian way. Again, another major lesson for employers, for corporate America, and for communities across the country. Joining us in this interview will be Harris Rosen, the CEO of Rosen Hotels and Resorts in Orlando, Florida, Ashley Bacot, the president of Provenshore, and Kenneth Aldridge Jr., the director of health services at the Rosen Medical Center. Now, before we introduce our guests, I'm going to make a request of you. If you listen to this podcast and you find value in creating a new healthcare, I am asking you to share it with your colleagues. So very specifically, here's what you can do. As soon as you're done listening to the podcast or the next time you see one of our social media graphics on LinkedIn or Twitter, I'd like you to share it with your colleagues or just blast it out to your professional listserv or your LinkedIn account. I have uh, heard back from a few of you over the past couple of months. And again, greatly, greatly appreciate you taking a moment to help spread the podcast and spread the word on creating a new healthcare. So without further ado, Let's drop into the interview that we recorded uh, earlier today. So first of all, I just want to thank you all for joining me today. We've got a, a lot of brain power on this program today with a lot of accomplishment. 
and uh, a lot to cram into a short period of time. Mr. Rosen, Harris, I want to start off with you first. Before we get into the health benefits and the healthcare program that you all have set up at Rosen Hotels and Resorts, just some basic questions like where are you located? How many hotels? How many employees? How long have you been in existence? Just to give our listeners some understanding and a, a backdrop before we discuss the Rosen Healthcare. Sure. Um, our little company has been around for 46 years, and we have seven properties, about uh, 6,800 rooms, and um, we have uh, about 4,000 people working for us. That's kind of a summary of, that's 46 years worth of uh, summary, but we've, we've been around for um, quite a long time. I must confess that the past year has been one of the most difficult we've ever experienced. Mm. The, the pandemic, of course. Yes. Now, I, I might suggest this also, uh, Zev. Um, we, we, we do have a, a company philosophy, and that is what guides us. Um, I spent uh, three and a half years with Uncle Sam after college, um, and I learned a couple of things. Mm. One, we never forget PPP, PPP. Prior planning prevents piss poor performance. And two, KISS, keep it simple, stupid. Now, also a key component is we always try to do the right thing. So you tuck those three little ideas away, and that speaks volumes about Rosen Hotels and Resorts. Harris, where are you located? Oh, I'm sorry. We're here in Orlando, Florida. Now, you and your colleagues have put into place an impressive and incredibly successful sustained employee health benefits and health program. You've been so successful that you've taken those returns and you've really poured them into surrounding communities. And that'll be the topic of our next podcast, an amazing story of humanitarianism that has to be shared and I hope emulated more and more as people learn about it. I'd like for you all, you and your colleagues to describe what is the problem as an employer that you're trying to solve for, and as you just eloquently just stated, and an advocate for your associates and employees, what is the problem in employee health care? So, Zev, it's really the lack of control from the employers. We believe, or at least I'll speak for myself, that many of the employers just really don't understand the true nature of the challenges associated to health care and are afraid, I'm sorry to say, afraid to dive into uh, making some changes. And uh, of course, Mr. Rosen from uh, the 1990s was well ahead of everybody else in, in the employer space and recognized uh, the importance of primary care and brought that to his organization to help control costs and to lower um, expenses in the hospital sector. I think it's employer, the problem is employers are not really in tune with the true problems of healthcare. They haven't dove into the transparency or lack thereof. They haven't really dove into um, access, quality. I think they are now. Mm -hmm. I think that more employers are getting there. But again, Mr. Rosen was a visionary uh, 30 years ago. I think that when we just kind of boil it down, healthcare is broken through, uh, you know, having a very large increase in a renewal one year decided that it was not sustainable. We learned over a, a, a period of time, it didn't happen overnight, but we learned what the problems were and how to fix it. 
And we so desperately want and hope for the rest of America to adopt something similar because it cuts the cost of healthcare in half and it provides wonderful care for um, employees and just uh, individuals in general. We have learned unequivocally something that I suspect others have learned, but might not have honed in on it. If you keep your associates healthy, you reduce healthcare costs. Isn't that interesting? If you keep your associates healthy, you reduce healthcare costs. That's not very complicated. And so that is kind of the banner that we fly. We want our associates to have every opportunity to stay as healthy as possible. And when they do, their own personal health care costs decline rather dramatically. And it's important that we also recognize that you know, we have a hospitality industry. And we have the hospitality industry usually in the lower socioeconomic in the relation to um, wages. And we have 35, 30 to 35% of our population coming from uh, Haiti and other third world countries where they didn't have um, a robust healthcare system. So ideally, we would love to live in the wellness and the preventative standpoint. But Deb, I'm going to be honest, if we hire the associate and we're really um, scrambling to fix, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 years of no health care at all. Mm-hmm. So we have people who walk in with an A1C or, or diabetes that is well out of control in the 16% and or have high blood pressure or a high cholesterol. You know, in those moments, it's, oh, wow, we have to fix that before we can really focus in on the preventative and the screenings and the mammograms and the colonoscopies. So it's different to have somebody come in from the very first time and as, a, as an associate and employee, and we have to scramble to fix them and bring them into um, an, a, a baseline health and then get them to an optimal health. I mean, that's really where the, the Mr. Rosen's healthcare system shines, that we can get them where they need to be because of the access and the quality, the service, Mr. Rosen brings to his health system. Thank you, uh, Kenneth. That was really helpful. I think a lot of employers would utter similar words to what you're saying in terms of, yeah, you know, trying to keep it, people healthy, all that, but you're doing it differently. And I want to hear that difference and I'd love for you to share that difference in a moment. What was it about the problem specifically that you saw as you were looking at it before you built Rosen Care? Who was suffering? Was, was it you as an employer who was just paying higher costs? Were you not seeing outcomes? How was this translating into something tangible in terms of what the problems were? Yeah, I think it was a function of, of cost and just a genuine altruistic uh, caring for our associates. They're like family members. And um, what, what we so desperately want to do is, is be able to take great care of them. And we, you know, we would hear stories over the years from uh, our associates who went to doctors and, and they would say, oh, the doctor would only spend, you know, two minutes with me and I had to wait for an hour. And 
all this stuff and we we're going, wow, this is broken. And then, hmm. and then we got this big renewal, the cost, the cost went up and we kind of trended what our last five or 10 years looked like and trended it out for 10, five to 10 years in the future. And we were going, this is absolutely not sustainable. And so Zev, it was a, really a function of um, wanting to provide great care for our associates and reduce, reduce the cost. And I, I might add this, sure. Zev, we, we, we do do some things that are a little bit different in all aspects of, of our little company. We want to keep our folks healthy. Mm. We want to encourage them to live a healthy lifestyle. So we do, and this is going to sound a little bit strange, but we do on occasion uh, unannounced drug tests. And we're looking for uh, nicotine, we're looking for alcohol, and we're looking for illegal drugs. The, the most difficult component of that, Zev, was nicotine and smoking. Mm -hmm. But I think if you spoke to Rosen Associates now and say, did you used to smoke? Oh, yes. Why did you stop? I wanted to keep my job. Wow. Are you happy? I am the happiest person in the world. And so even though it sounds a bit draconian, mm -hmm. we've done it. We've been doing it for maybe 30 years. Mm -hmm. And it is amazing how many of our folks are so delighted that they no longer are addicted to nicotine. You know, it sounds a little bit like tough love. And, and I will say, just speaking as a customer, the fact that, you know, walking into a hotel, knowing that the people who are there and who are cleaning the rooms and managing the hotel are not using, you know, drugs or alcohol and are not smoking actually makes me feel much better as a customer. This is maybe a small thing or maybe not, but I hate walking into a room where I know the person who cleaned it is a smoker because the smoke is still on the linens. And it's terrible, right? It's terrible. And so I'm really delighted as a customer to hear that from you. What about your, your primary care, your secondary <laughs> care, your wellness care, as you describe on your website so nicely, what is it that you offer? And, and again, I really just want to emphasize and underscore what you said already, which is this emphasis on primary care, uh, which I think you, you were ahead of your time. I think you're still ahead of your time because it's clear as a country, we have not made that recognition that primary care is primary. We're still a very, very specialty, uh, heavy healthcare system. So very interested in, in your primary care offerings. What do you offer that uh, substantiates what you're saying? Zev, you know, I, in reading your book, you talked about, you know, access in healthcare, and especially in the primary care realm, is lacking. I mean, we have a lot of things that we need to do within uh, the United States and in healthcare to fix and get more people into the primary care world and, you know, less into the specialty care world. And we also have a problem in the United States with individuals flooding the urgent care and the emergency room. Why? Because they don't have primary care. What happened after the ACA went into effect and, you know, all the, the, the more individuals um, were able to access Medicaid. But what happened, we didn't change the behavior of that individual. They, they were accustomed to, I'm sick, I go to the emergency room. Why? Because I'm telling I have to pay for it. The government has put that together. What Mr. Rosen put together was primary care on steroids. It's a very comprehensive facility. The facility is driving by it, a 12,000 square foot facility. We have uh, NP, nurse practitioners, PAs, MDs, DOs, uh, 
But what we do is, is the moment that an individual has joined Rosen Hotel's family and has um, uh, secured access into the Rosen healthcare system, we're, we're reaching out to that individual. And we're calling them up to say, hey, welcome to Rosen Hotels and Rosen Medical Center. And hey, we're going to bring you in and get you established with your provider. Oh, um, you're 45 years old. Have you ever had a mammogram? No. Well, let's go ahead and get you a mammogram. We have a bus. Our mammogram bus is going to park right in the front of the Rosen Medical Center. Or we'll go to one of the all of our hotels once we get that back again. Thank you, COVID. But we'll get that done before they're even seeing the, the provider. You know, is that we had a patient, I'm just a real quick story, 47 year old female, we called her up, did um, say, come in, meet your provider. We're gonna draw all your blood work, see where we're going. And have you ever had a mammogram? The answer was no, and I never will. We just listened to her that she's afraid, you know, here's horror stories, those types of things. We brought her in. It took us three months to finally convince her and we, uh, our provider actually walked her out to the, day, the to the bus in front of the medical center while it was there and showed her that it's not scary. Everybody's coming out happy, those type of things. But Zev, the bottom line is, what did we find? We found breast cancer. Thank goodness, thank God that we did it and we found it, we found it early. We saved her life, number one. And number two, we saved Rosen Hotels money from cancer treatments and you know other things that are led down the road. So our primary care is really uh, proactive, not reactive. It bring them in, let's draw our entire panel of blood work. Where are we starting with? And what do we need to focus in? We also have within our facility, uh, physical therapy on site because we learned uh, when we built our facility back in 2011 that our, our, our population uh, were not going to physical therapy because they had to go to other places to get it done. So Zev, in that moment, all we could do was put together a performa of only justifying two half days based on our previous history. In a short period of time, Zev, it grew to five full days. Why? Because we brought it to the individual. Mr. Rosen drives them from the hotel, not him personally, but the taxis, drive him to the, the patient to the to the medical center where they can see their primary care physician. They can get an x-ray done. They can get physical therapy done. They can get um, ultrasound done. They can get chiropractic done and they're on the clock. So we're moving the, we're ba the barriers to the access of care. Again, we focus on, we I talked about it, access, quality, service, cost, and innovation. You talk about it in your book, access. And that, that's what Mr. Rosen has done. That's some of the things that we do in the Rosen Medical Center, we also have podiatry on staff. We also have telemedicine available. All of those things to bring the healthcare to the individual. So, so yeah. excuse me, Kenneth, that was very, very thorough. Appreciate that. Uh, Zev, uh, there is another component that I think is important and very attractive to those who um, are in the private sector and that's cost savings. Our cost per covered life, and, and, and Kenneth and Ashley, keep me honest, our cost per covered life is, 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 is about uh, six or $7,000. Nationwide, the cost per covered life is about 12, 13 or $14,000. So what we've done, foolishly perhaps, 
we have assumed that everyone in the public sector and private sector working, about 250 million people, would one day create a Rosen Care initiative. Mm. If everyone in the public and private sector who worked there, 250 million people, were able to uh, uh, access a Rosen Care kind of a program and had results comparable to ours, Zev, the savings would be, now you have to hold on, you're not going to believe this, annually, $1.5 trillion a year. And so that's something that's incredibly appealing also. I'm not surprised at those numbers, given what I know about prevention and primary care. I mean, I think the literature supports what you're saying, but that is incredible numbers. I want to come back to that in a second, Harris, or in, in a few minutes, but you know, your KISS principle is so, uh, so on point here. The literature tells us uh, over and over again, research studies show when you bring primary care to a community and you exactly, Kenneth, you were so eloquent and so passionate about this. I loved everything you said. You know, when you make it, you take the barriers away. Uh, so it's, people aren't having to take a half a day or a day off from work. You know, there's not the issues of childcare. They can actually go to their primary care. Everything's there. They don't have to go around to multiple sites and multiple specialties. The convenience is there. But you're bringing something else into it, which, uh, again, you may take for granted, but as, as someone with new eyes to what you're doing, you're really promoting primary care. You're, you're sort of selling primary care to these folks. You know, you're, you're marketing primary care. And I think that's an important comment because we in healthcare, and I, and I struggle with this a lot, I'll, I'll be honest with you and the audience, you know, we take it for granted. We think, hey, listen, you know, we're the, we're the experts in, in care and in medicine. Of course, people should just come to us and listen to what we say and do what we say and accept what we say. And there's no other industry that thinks that way. Every other industry knows that you have to compete for people's time and attention, uh, you know, and for their behavior. We're the only industry where we assume people are just going to listen to us because we're just, we are who we are. And what I love about what you're doing is you've taken that marketing mindset and you said, it's not enough that we have this here and we've removed all the barriers and we made it easy for people and, and, and it's a one-stop shop. And I want to get into some of your specific programs in a second. I'm going to ask you about a deeper dive on Rosen Care, but you've also realized you've got to push it. You've got to sell it. You've got to market it. You've got to convince people that this is the right thing to do. And, and in the end, they're going to be happier. They're going to be healthier. I think that's a notable difference. I, I don't know where that came from. What, you know, Harris, I don't know what, what principle is that, that you've, and, and do you agree with me or do you see it differently? No, 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 I, I agree completely. Uh, but but I, I don't want to overlook um, something that's incredibly important. We love providing primary care. We, yeah. we believe it, it is absolutely critical, essential yeah. to reducing healthcare costs and keeping folks happy and healthy. It, 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 it's absolutely, absolutely essential. But the program itself, Zev, hmm. has to be appealing. Um, Ashley, discuss some of the wonderful things that our program is all about in terms of cost savings to our associates. A absolutely. Um, you know, the, the um, you know, our, our costs are, you know, 40 to 50 percent less than what our identical demographic would experience in the conventional healthcare setting. But um, when 
folks hear that the cost is, is half, sometimes they think there's a commensurate reduction in services, quality, et cetera, which is uh, uh, quite, quite the contrary. We have what we think is one or the most uh, uh, rich plan in the, in the country, meaning we have no deductibles, no coinsurance, 90% of the drugs are free. So when you hear that difference of price and, and how rich the benefits are, sometimes people go, oh my God, that seems too good to be true, but, but it, it's not. And it all goes back to primary care. And, and excuse so, me, Ashley, I apologize. Yeah. But what, what, about, what about a hospital stay? What would an hourly associate pay annually for health care? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, so um, and I believe, Kenneth, you correct me on the numbers, but our, our premium for an individual is $840 a year. If they go to the hospital, it's $750. And if they go twice, it's, it's capped at two times that amount. But in, in a nutshell, most of our folks hardly have any out of pocket. And that is, you know, that's the equivalent of a, a raise to many people who are, you know, utilizers of healthcare. You know, what Ashley just talked about of no deductibles, no coinsurances, I mean, those are barriers. And we all know 30 to 35% of Americans are delaying care because they can't afford it. Many are going bankrupt because of our healthcare system, or, well, sorry, our sick care system that we've created. Mm-hmm. So what Mr. Rosen has done, he's actually made it easier for us to um, care for our patients where those, we don't have to, as, as the provider teams, we don't have to worry about if we order an MRI, can they afford to do it? Can they afford to get it? That's a different world than what's out there in the real world where people are like, I can't get my MRI. You know what? If I die or I have a stroke, then, you know, so be it. That's different. That's a different mentality that we have at Rosen. You know, you have these programs too that I've, I've read about that also, here's the thing. It's more care, primary care, more upfront preventive care, more care management, but it lowers the overall total cost of care. And, and a couple of programs that I read about that you have is, one is this sort of prenatal program. And could you say something about that? Oh, yes. Yeah. So yes. Um, so that's, you know, one of those uh, stub my toe and everybody's toe process where we learned. We had a, uh, a preemie um, back in, I think it was 2005, 2006, when I, I moved into administration and um, it cost us about $1.1 million. And so right then we realized, well, we need to manage, you know, again, we're primary care, but we're going to manage all of our pregnancies. So Zev, you know, we, we have about 60 pregnancies a year. And you heard about our population. Well, 58% of our pregnancies are high risk. So ideally, we would want to, hey, let's send people to birthing centers or what have you so we can have, you know, great services and, you know, save on dollars, but can't do that if you have a high risk population. So what we did was, you know, once they are diagnosed as, um, hey, bringing another one to the Rosen family, you know, we're providing them with the prenatals, we're educating them, we're preparing them to let them know, hey, from your Rosen Medical Center, from the primary care, we're going to give you a, um, a breast bump because we want to encourage you to breastfeed your baby. We all understand the benefits of that. But we also have a nurse 
um, an advanced nurse that is specifically uh, responsible for the pregnancies and our inpatients. And she contacts those pregnancies to see how they're doing, to make sure that they're going to their appointments, making sure that they're going to their high risk and touch points throughout their entire pregnancy to make sure everything is going well or we have to intervene at a certain point or if there's a situation we have. And now, you know, Zev, you're probably thinking, okay, uh, Mr. Rosen, what's your premature rate? So here in Orlando, the premature rate is about 10 to 11%. And even with our high risk population, Zev, we're about 7%. But I wanna put it into perspective. We have um, associates and mothers that come to us who had preemies that were 24, 25, 26 weeks before coming to Rosen. Then they come to us and we put them in our program and now we're at 30, 31 weeks. I'll take that in a heartbeat mm -hmm. over 25, but still it makes our premature rate a little bit higher, doesn't it? But when you put it into context, into perspective, the programs Mr. Rosen has created, there's the dollars. A million dollar preemie, now we are down to a 7% premature rate, but controlling the overall cost associated to premature rates. Excuse me, Kenneth, Kenneth let, me, let me hop back to that little preemie born in <laughs> about five or six years ago. She weighed in a couple of pounds. Hmm. The bill, as you suggested, I remember distinctly was $1,041,000. You rounded it off to one one. Anyway, <laughs> what did what did mom and dad pay? Yes, sir, $750. And I gave them a couple of years to pay that off. So Zev, who else is doing that? Mm -hmm. I, I think it's I think it's important, Kenneth. You had you had mentioned we kind of stubbed our toe and we learned from it and we developed this program. What we were doing was following the exact protocols of primary care, and that is somebody tested positive, um, somebody tested pregnant, we referred them out to the, um, to the OBGYN, and boom, we forget about it, because guess what? In the traditional, conventional uh, primary care, healthcare setting, we do not get paid enough to be following up constantly with, with these folks, so we just refer them on and hope everything's fine. And that just goes back to our dedication to primary care. Invest more in primary care and the dividends will come uh, not only through happier, healthier folks, but a serious fiscal savings. You are actually proactively caring for people. You are, it sounds to me like you're going after people and saying, we have this prenatal program in addition to the OB that you go to the obstetrician, we are going to give you a nurse care manager to you follow you along. And that, I don't know what to call that, uh, call it caring, call it wraparound caring, call it proactive, call it, I don't know what you want to call that. It's unusual. I think it's more than just making it available. Does that make sense to you? Yes. It makes yeah. tremendous sense. Uh, I, I won't name the, the, the company, but a very large, well-known organization early on 30 years ago, was intrigued with what it was that we were experimenting with. We had our little medical center and, and we were taking a proactive role in keeping our folks healthy. And um, the folks came over and fell in love with what we were doing. They went to their headquarters and they spoke to the top person there. They came back and were incredibly sad. What, what's wrong guys? Well, the boss, thought we were crazy to want to do what Rosen is doing. 
He said, do you know how many malpractice lawsuits we will have to confront? Wow. What an interesting perspective that is. I, I think, I'm knocking on wood now, I think in the 30 years we've been doing this, not one malpractice lawsuit. And besides, you could buy malpractice insurance for about 50 grand. I mean, wasn't that strange mm-hmm. that that is the way? And I suspect that's not unusual thinking. And that's really very sad. Thank you, Harris. You have another program, uh, which I found interesting, a nurse care management program. So again, you're it's this sort of proactive wrap around care you so if an employee of yours goes into the hospital you actually have your own nurse care manager following them that's correct following the discharge and we know we know that's you know that's when the the handoffs and the mistakes and and the errors happen in that discharge and the transitions of care whether they go back home whether they go back if they have to go to rehab facility or nursing home you've got someone who knows them follows them in the hospitals managing all that I, i assume they're doing medication reconciliation, things like that. Can you say more about that? Because again, very, very unusual for an employer to be that proactive. Yeah, so um, Zev, it's really important that um, the audience understands that uh, you know, Mr. Rosen and Ashley um, don't know the names of those individuals that stays within the medical center and HIPAA protection. So that's number one. So, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Rosen might know, you know, certain things, but he doesn't know specifics related to the patient's name, or those type of things. So in relation to hospitalization, so Zeb, you're absolutely correct. You know, the sad part in our sick care system is the hospital sees the patient, stabilizes the patient, or really the customer only, as you indicate in your book, and then says, oh, see your primary care in 24 to 48 hours. Okay, goodbye. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Well, well, look at the individuals that don't have primary care. So here's a prime example. So we know who's in the hospital. We know exactly what's going on with those individuals, what hospital they're in, what's the discharge planning, because that should be happening the moment they walk through that door. One, uh, there's a case that we were following, and I was following also, and it was a cardiac case admitted to the hospital. And, of course, our team was on it and working on the discharge planning. That same day as we were discussing, I had a meeting at our cardiology group. That same patient that discharged was immediately into the cardiologist that same day for the follow-up and then back into our hands. That's continuation of care. That reduces readmission. That reduces the potential for the patient to never take their medications. Because remember, 25 to 30% of Americans are never going to fill their medication. And it's those type of things that we're looking for. Hey, you were admitted for X, Y, Z. We see that you're not on that beta blocker. You're not on the whatever it might be. Maybe they didn't understand. You know, there's a disconnect between the provider and the patient. You know, patients will only remember 2% of what the provider um, indicated to them 30 minutes after after they leave the provider's office. So that's where we jump in. That's where we make sure they're doing what they need to do so we don't have the hospitalization so that we save their life. They don't have a stroke or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. And how about, you mentioned meds and pharmacy spend, which is most people outside of business don't, outside of the employer health business, don't know that actually the pharmacy spend, uh, medication spend is actually the fastest growing healthcare expenditure, outpacing everything else that they're spending money on in terms of healthcare it now rivals hospital costs uh, in terms yes. of being 20, 25%. I think those are, those are just numbers I've seen uh, looking at the literature. What do you all do about that? Oh, wow. Where, where do we begin? So since this is an audience, I'm going to go ahead and say that we need to get rid of direct to the consumer marketing on these TVs. That's a $6 billion industry. 
um, that we need to we need to stop that. Leave the care in the provider's hands um, to get them the right medicine at the right time at the right cost for the right disease. That's number one. So uh, Zev, we spend, if I remember correctly, about 14% on, on pharmacy. We have several different programs associated to pharmacy because again, we wanna make sure that our diabetics and hypertensives and insulin dependent diabetics have what they need. Um, when we're looking at access and barriers and those type of things, at the Rosen Medical Center, we do have point of care, you know, your top, I think it was like top 150, 200 uh, meds that we can give to them right at the point of care because again, 25% will never fill that first trip. That's number one. Number two, on top of that, Zev, we have uh, worked with partners and we know the shell games associated to the pharmacy industry. So we have uh, brand programs, we have specialty programs, and um, you, you heard Ash, Mr. Bocos say that 90% of our drugs are free. That's not only generics, Zev. We're talking brands, we're talking specialty, are included in that. And we also started a program, um, I'd say about four years ago, that if you are an insulin dependent diabetic, your meds are free. So uh, again, we wanna make sure that they can get what they need. So we also have uh, 90 day retail programs, just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. We have mail order programs, but we also have uh, stepped outside of the box in looking at um, you know in international procurement, those type of things to help make sure it's affordable to the patient, accessible to the patient and to get that in their hands and also keep the cost of care down. Could you say a little bit more about the costs of the pharmacy spend? And I mean, how do you give away these medications to your employees for free? And you said 90% of them and still, I mean, who's paying for that? Or is it just that you're saving the money? And, and, and Kenneth, I, I don't, yeah. don't, don't hesitate, I, I, unless Zev disagrees, to mention where we send our folks. Right. And so, Zev, one of the things that we did, um, we'll do direct contracting you know, with providers or systems or centers of excellence or whatever needs to be done. And we recognized there was an opportunity with uh, Walmart. And so we reached out to Walmart and uh, recognized that the market share was not a market share of Rosen Hotels and Associates were not going to Walmart for their for their pharmacy. So we worked out some um, deals with them and we were able to save money for Rosen Hotels and Resorts, which we were able to pass back to our associates um, in giving medications for free, including insulin at uh, any of their Walmarts or Sam's or those type of programs. So that's just one of the innovative ways that we work with the, the local partners in establishing relationships to find ways that we can lower the cost of care for all. And, and excuse me, what, what we yeah. encourage Walmart to do when our folks are there picking up their prescription is to make sure they're aware of all of the sales that you have going on at Walmart. Kenneth, as I'm listening to you, I'm also thinking, you know, one hospital admission for a person with diabetes or hypertension, uh, you know, which could cost easily $10,000, one hospital admission, right? You could buy a lot of insulin and a lot of blood pressure meds for that one, you know, preventive hospitalization. So I think I think just that math alone would also contribute to helping you all. I want to go back to just one thing too, in terms of on your website, and I urge the listeners to go to the website rosencare.org. Uh, you have a chiropractor, you have a physical therapist, you have exercise experts there and coordinators. Yeah. You've got nutritionists, you've got exercise equipment. So it's just a uh, really a remarkable array 
is that around because you're trying to prevent uh, people from having injuries? Why are these so intense? And you've got a light, you've got a doctor who's a lifestyle medicine expert. What is that all about? Once again, remember how I started this conversation. If you keep people healthy, you will reduce healthcare costs. Boy, that's interesting. So if you provide free pharmaceuticals, does that help? Yes, because why would someone not take their pharmaceuticals, their prescriptions, if they pick it up free? Oh, that's interesting, Rosen. Why do you encourage people to stay fit? If they stay fit, they're much less likely to get sick. Oh, so we spend money on fitness equipment so they can use it? That's interesting. No, that's simple. That's under the KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. And it's not complicated, Zev. It's yeah. not complicated. Focus on those things that make sense. Embellish them. Work hard to make sure that you, you don't forget what it is that you're attempting to do, which is to keep people healthy. And my God, you might achieve the same wonderful success that we have. Yeah, um, so the answer is yes, yes, and yes. And, you know, I'd like to also um, have Ashley talk about the workers' comp side, yep. um, that we provide that care to our associates and we provide physical therapy and all that within the health center and uh, in the medical center. And Ashley can just talk about how that affects our workers' comp rates and those type of things. Uh, Zeb, our work comp rates are commensurate with our healthcare rates. They're about roughly half of what they would be in the conventional uh, work comp setting. It is, it is absolutely amazing how the work comp uh, cost reductions and quality of care just follow suit with everything we're doing on the, uh, the non-occupational medic- medicine side. Those are real issues you're raising uh, for folks who are not in this part of the business. And I, I used to do these sorts of uh, examinations. They're not fun. I understand what you're talking about personally uh, and firsthand. You know, I want to come back to you in a second, Ashley, and ask you about ProVinsure. But uh, before we do that, one last question for Kenneth and for Harris. You know, musculoskeletal, we touched upon such a, uh, again, one of the major costs, uh, you know, back injuries and neck injuries and, and joint injuries and all that. And you really, it sounds, again, you're being so proactive uh, about that and, and just overwhelming people with the care and making it so easy and convenient. How about the issue of behavioral health? Because that is, and particularly in these times with the pandemic, uh, just, well, across the country, just skyrocketing, right? Uh, depression and anxiety, uh, suicide rate is just high. Uh, you know, again, you talked about drug abuse, opioids, we're, we're just seeing unprecedented, uh, folks may not know these stats, just unprecedented levels. Uh, the last stat I saw was was 70,000 people a year dying from overdoses. And these are you know, people in the prime of their life. So what do you have in that regard in terms of for your employees for behavioral health? Yes. So Zev, we do. Um, within Rosen Hotels and Resorts, we have a, uh, a robust uh, employee assistance program. So our when a patient or associate comes in or a dependent comes into the medical center, we do have phones available in every exam room. So when the provider is examining the patient or recognizes there's an issue and we're looking at, we're doing the questionnaires in relation to depression, anxiety, and uh, listening to those associates, but we can immediately put them on the phone with a, a counselor 
and then to facilitate them getting into seeing a counselor and and allowing that communication. And may we made sure on the EAP side too that telehealth is available for counseling because people are afraid to, to get out. Um, we do offer um, treatment within the medical center for um, depression, anxiety, and then we also have the abilities to send them to psychiatry if we need to, or if we need to admit them um, into a specialty uh, behavioral health program. Uh, we do have those available within Ro Rosen Hotels and Resorts, and those are that's paid for by Rosen Hotels. With the telehealth, you have on site. So are you able to have your employees, your associates speak to providers outside uh, through that? Is that what you use that for? So the associates that as a patient can speak to our providers within the medical center um, from their home. You know, so I think you were talking, you're, you're referencing, hey, if they're with uh, one of our physicians and we wanted to do a telehealth visit say, with a cardiologist, is that mm -hmm. what you're referencing? Yes, yes. Yeah, so that's cool, Zev. You know, that's something that we had, we, we were in the process of looking into uh, mm -hmm. and had already established relationships with our derm, dermatology, cardiology that were willing to do that with us. But um, as uh, COVID has uh, upended everything, um, that, that was one of the pieces that we had to quickly put a stop and focus on what are we doing from the Rosen Medical Center in response to COVID and getting the testing and getting the, the programs within the medical center in which I'm very, very proud of Rosen Hotels, Rosen Medical Center, and all that we did in relation to COVID. Well, let me ask you about that too, because I think that obviously is of immediate uh, interest and importance, but that's really fascinating. The, the telehealth you're using actually is convenient. So your doctors, if the patient doesn't show up to work, they actually could still see Rosencare through telehealth. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's fantastic. Why don't you share with us? I, I am curious as to what you were offering your associates, uh, employees during the COVID pandemic. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> so what is it? March 16th is when we've figured out uh, that there was a problem. I think that's when we were notified and we immediately went into action. And that's the beauty of having an on-site health medical center with a medical director and a team. Uh, we recognized that there was a challenge. There was an issue, not a challenge. It was ri ridiculous, but people couldn't get tested. People couldn't get, you can get a PCR test and it would take, I think at that time, it was like seven to 10 days to get the results. Mm -hmm. That was unacceptable. We found our partner and we were able to do turnaround of a PCR at that time of 24 hours. That's the kind of responses that we needed. On top of that, we recognized we, we didn't know what was gonna happen. And we only have X amount of resources within uh, nurses and LPNs and RNs uh, and medical assistants in your medical center that could handle this. So we went out, we partnered with another group that could do, uh, send um, their EMT, EMTs out to the house do the PCR testing for us and do telehealth communicating with our medical center to give us an additional expanded reach. And we got that contract going. And then we put together, um, you know, testing tents when we had um, any kind of concerns. So we were doing all that before um, the rest of the world was doing it. Wow. So it was really fun to see that Rosen Hotels, we even had, oh, Deb, you're going to love this. We had a local nurse anesthetist. She is a dependent of one of our associates that works for one of the hospitals that um, we brought the husband in to test through our testing for a PCR test. She said, um, and I actually was speaking with her because I was directing traffic. And she said, Kenneth, when are we going to get our results? And I said, well, we will get them in about 24 hours. And she's like enamored with 
how are you guys doing that? I work for a hospital. I'm a CRNA, nurse anesthetist, high risk, and I can't get it for 10 days. Mm. That's Rosencare. That's, That's the difference. <laughs> I, Kenneth, I, I so love, uh, amongst many other things, your passion for this. Uh, Ashley, you're the president of ProVensure. What is ProVensure and how did it come about and, and what are you doing? Yes, yes, thank you. So ProVensure is an insurance agency and consulting company, kind of an arm of, of Rosen Hotels and Rosen Care. Uh, about four years after we started, we kind of changed the paradigm within on our healthcare program. We continued to have our insurance companies, our workers' comp insurance company, our, our general liability insurance company, come in and, and tell us, oh my gosh, your claims are half of others. You know, how are you doing this? And at that point, you know, Mr. Rosen said, you know what, we're obviously, you know, doing something, you know, quite well. It just seems like common sense, but we're, we're obviously doing something quite well. We need to, we need to share this with, with others. And so we opened up this, this business and started out very slow. Rosen Hotels was our first customer. Mr. Rosen said, let's don't, let's don't go into it too quickly. Let's, let's be methodical and let's be sure that we get the template worked out. And so Rosen was our, our customer for several years. And quite honestly, I think one of the most demanding customers that we've ever had. But once we learned to satisfy what I think is, is our most demanding customer, it was just easy from that point to, to really provide you know, great service to, to others. For example, we will go, as it relates to healthcare, we will go to an employer and we will basically deconstruct their health plan and build it back as a program that meshes with their culture, with their needs. So for, for example, we have a, a program where imaging for, so for CT scans and MRIs, that sort of thing, our costs are $400, for example, for a CT scan. And the price in the marketplace with these big insurance companies is $2,200. And so that gives you an idea of, of the savings. You were talking about um, musculoskeletal earlier. We have an MSK program that can reduce their MSK cost by 35%. We have a, a navigation program to guide them to the best quality care uh, doctors and facilities. And, and oddly enough, most of the time, the costs are much, much less for those folks that are doing those procedures over and over and over again and have the best, you know, the, the best quality metrics, a tremendous amount of de data mining that we do, you know, it's, it's all in the data, we can, in the past, we used to kind of look in the rear view mirror, you know, when someone had an event happen, we would kind of, okay, wow, something happened. We need to fix them. But with the data mining, you can find out, oh my gosh, this person looks fine today, but in three years, they're going to be a train wreck. We need to get on top of it. So, so again, I won't get into any more detail there, but again, we wanted to take care of others. And so uh, we have a, a large uh, school board in the Orlando area 
that reached out to us recently and asked us to help them out. And so Provensure in tandem with Rosencare helped this 10,000 life school board reduce their cost by $6 million in the first year. And we haven't even really gotten started yet. And so that's, um, that's a little bit about what we're doing. What percentage reduction in healthcare costs was that $6 million? The percent, that was about 8%. We think that, um, again, you know, you can, you can get to the 30 to 40% range if that particular entity wants to move in that direction. And the companies that we deal with, some, uh, you know, like Rosen go all the way to 40 or 50%. Some say, you know what, I want to kind of start off with something kind of, uh, you know, seamless, uh, so maybe we just take it down 10%. But the beauty to any of those folks along that continuum is they're wanting to do something different. They're putting their, you know, you know, putting their toes in the water and doing something different. And that's what we encourage everybody out there to, to start doing. If you think that the legislature um, is going to come in and save the day, if you think that that, uh, you know, the insurance companies and the hospitals and the specialists are going to have a change of heart and just decide to reduce costs dramatically. Uh, I personally think you're dreaming. It comes from employers who say, you know what, you know what, it doesn't seem, you know, I'm listening to Harris talk. It doesn't seem too complicated. I'm going to take a first step. So just, you know, just, just do it. I, I tell people. Well, I think that's true, but you also, it, it is simple, but you've also got some sophistication behind what you're doing in Provensure, which, you know, again, that data mining and that risk stratification, uh, predictive risk stratification, that's great stuff. And I mean, these numbers are phenomenal, right? You're starting off with, you know, eight, 10%, but you're going up to 30, 40, 50% decrease. Those are big, big percentages and huge numbers in terms of dollar savings. And at the same time, you're actually getting better health outcomes and a better healthcare experience, which is, again, that's the dream, right? That's, we're talking about the triple aim plus. So, you know, with the cost of, let's say imaging, is it that, I mean, you're cutting out the cost somewhere. Is it that, is there a middleman? Is there, you know, are you just going to providers and, and just saying, okay, we're going to do a carve out, but you're going to charge us a reasonable price. What, what are you doing there? Well, this is, this is quite interesting. And again, we, you know, we didn't know this from the very beginning. We just incrementally learn about some of these, you know, solutions. But in this specific case, there are MRI machines and CT machines, very, very expensive machines that are just sitting idle. So for example, you know, there's a machine over on the north side of Orlando from three o'clock to five o'clock on Friday afternoons, for whatever reason, that thing's just sitting idle. Well, listen, they've got a huge fixed cost and they're not able to, to pay for it during those hours. And so when they usually get, you know, you know, $2,000 for an MRI during these other times, they're not getting any money from three to five. And so we say, you know what, we'll pay you $400 between three and five, three, you know, three and five on Friday afternoon. Now, listen, that, that's, a, that's a gross example, but it gives you an idea of, of, of kind of how it works. It's kind of like... Um, <laughs> it's kind of Expedia for CT scans. You, yeah. you plug in when you want to have it between this date and this date. And, it, and we, we find a really nice slot for you. And what is interesting about it is it's tremendously 
convenient. And so we have been getting anecdotal information from our patients on, at this 10,000 covered life group who have said, oh my gosh, in the past, my, my doc wrote me the script and I had to figure out where to go and it took me three weeks, blah, blah, blah. So now as soon as the employee gets a script for the, the, the CT scan, they get a text that tells them, you know, exactly where to go and when, and if they have any challenges and want to change the time, they can change the time, that sort of thing. On your website, and I love this, you call Rosencare, and in quotes, the True Affordable Care Act. What are you extrapolating it to? If all employers mm -hmm. in the private sector, and yes, the public sector, would replicate what we're doing and would change the hospital paradigm, we would not recognize healthcare in the United States of America. <laughs> That's a great statement to end on. The emotion I'm feeling as I'm listening to you and talking to you is embarrassment. Uh, I'm feeling a sense of embarrassment on, on, the, on behalf of the entire American healthcare system. You know, that uh, a small group of folks in Florida, you know, Rosen Hotels and Resorts and Rosen Care that you've developed and Proven Share off of that, you've figured out how to cut the cost of healthcare in half and deliver a phenomenally better experience much more humane and dignified experience and convenient experience and customer oriented experience and far better outcomes of care, dealing with the social determinants of health, uh, disparities of health. You've figured all that out and uh, you know, I'm sure you're still working on it, but and Harris, going back to what you said over and over to me uh, again, and it's part of the embarrassment is it's not that complicated. And so and so I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm overjoyed to hear what you're doing and I'm sharing it because I want others to hear it. And uh, I hope people are going to call you up. I mean, it, Ashley and, and ask for, you know, your expertise in proven share and Kenneth, what you all built and Harris for the whole big picture. But yeah, you know, again, we've known this, right? It's not, it's, we've known this for a long, long time. We just haven't done it, which may be the most embarrassing part of it all. Um, the, the one thing that our little company doesn't do very well is pound our chests. We don't. And so we didn't attempt to find um, a client in the public sector that was looking for help in their healthcare component. They actually came to us. Mm -hmm and asked us, and this is Osceola County, asked us, could we please help them do what we've done? And we said, well, happy to help in any way we can. No, 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 would you come and do it? No, 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 we're happy to help in any way we can. Come visit our medical facility, talk to us anytime, call us on the phone. They, they kept insisting, please, please, please. And we did it. Is this what Ashley was talking about, the school system? Yes, that's right. This is, this is exactly, this is Osceola County School Board yeah. uh, with about 10,000 COVID lives. And I said, guys, we're so busy. Now, this is before COVID. We're so busy. You know, let's, let's just take a deep breath and help them in any way we can. They kept nudging and nudging and nudging. They fell in love with our medical center. Mm. And finally, 
Ashley and Kenneth said, let's give it a shot. And now if you ask the covered lives, teachers and others who work within the system, have things changed? Oh my God. They will tell you it is a different universe. Everything has changed. These people, the Rosen care people, really care about us. They really do care. They love us. And they show that love every single opportunity they have. Do and so here we are. Mm -hmm. Now we understand others in the public sector have heard about our accomplishments in Osceola County. And they have expressed an interest in pursuing opportunities with us. Now, we're not going to have more than we can chew. Right. We're going to be absolutely sure that we're capable of doing whatever it is we intend to undertake. Hmm. But it's amazing. Now, 30 years we've been doing this, Ev. Hmm. 30 years. Hmm. And now... I think we're kind of ready to spread our wings a little bit and assist others that desperately need help. Are they using your center or did you create? No, a no, 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 no. They, they have their own medical facilities. Right. And of course, uh, we negotiate with hospitals on their behalf. We have improved their facilities, their pharmacy, their spa so tremendously. Why? because we care. Yeah. We yeah. care. Mm. And the folks who were involved before us, well-known, great reputations, but they don't really care. Zev, I got to tell you, we, you know, they have a health, we, we took over their health center and um, hired all new staff, but recently uh, brought in a chiropractor and also an ophthalmologist and also um, a part-time behavioral health because the behavioral health and mental health was highly needed over there. So um, we, we recently did that, that population. I would love to actually dive a little bit more into, into the school system and what you did with them a little bit more detail, but it almost feels that's a whole separate topic. But I think I, it sounds like it is a whole separate topic from yes, your laughter. Yes, it is. <laughs> but, but, you know, but I think the point is that you're, uh, system, Rosen Care, is replicable. I think oh, that's, that's the take-home point, right? It yes. absolutely is, no doubt about it. Yeah. I take my hat off to you. I, I think, Harris, you you really said it, you know, the, some of the cornerstones or keystones here, one of which is you just said it, It's you've created a care system. That may be the key here, right? Harris, again, I want to give you and your colleagues the last word, maybe, maybe a, a quick go around. Ashley, any final thoughts? No, I, I just I just wanted to, to really thank you for taking the time to chat with us. And, you know, once again, we uh, we love our country. Our country is saddled with 20 uh, percent GDP going to a lot of that going to inefficient care. And um, we just encourage all employers, uh, public, private to just do something a little different and um, let's provide much better care for those that we love. Kenneth. Uh, it's, you know, we live in a sick care system. Um, you mentioned embarrassment. I 
question why I got a clinical degree and a business degree in healthcare sometimes in that embarrassment, but we're making a difference. We're bringing change. We're bringing access and quality. We're finding ways that individuals can get to optimal health. No more of this 35% can't afford. No more that people are becoming bankrupt. No more that they cannot get to their primary or have primary care. Get more money into the primary care world to the primary care physicians and focus on true wellness, true prevention, and keep people healthy because ultimately it's going to serve all of us. And thank you for just spending the time with us and listening to us and writing such a great book. I mean, a lot of the things are, are very Rosen-esque. <laughs> That's a phenomenal compliment. I'm going to keep that. <laughs> I may write that down. <laughs> and Harris. First of all, thank you, Zev, so, so much. For you to take time uh, to spend with us is absolutely incredible, and we appreciate it so, so, so very much. Yes, I dream a lot. I mean, growing up on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, that's what kept me going, my dreams. Hmm. How do you get out of the Bowery and wind up where we are? You live in America. America is wonderful. And so what we do is good for us, but also good for this wonderful nation we live in. And my dream is that one day, everyone will be able to take advantage where they work, where they live, of a Rosencare kind of program. Not only will we provide extraordinary health to all of our citizens, but we will reduce healthcare costs so dramatically that we'll be able to use those funds for other things that we really need so badly. That's my dream. Fantastic vision, which I think you're making come true. And again, it's just been a privilege to speak with you. I, I'll admit, as I was listening to you, I did feel tremendous embarrassment on behalf of the system of care we have in our country or lack of it. But uh, I feel also at the same time incredibly hopeful. I think you're right. One of the strengths of our country, you know, the greatest strength is our diversity and the fact that you all created something like this and you want to spread it and share it um, and replicate it. There are others, you know, like you. And uh, I think that's the strength there. And so uh, for my little part here, I'm going to do what I can to share uh, your story with our creating a new healthcare community. So again, I, I know we'll be talking again, and I'm looking forward actually uh, to speaking during our next episode uh, about your work in the communities and how you've taken some of your savings and poured it back into local communities and, and the transformative work there, which I just, again, a whole different topic. I can't say enough about excited to, to speak with you more about that. Uh, Kenneth and Ashley, I, again, just, take my hat off to you. Uh, really love your passion, love your expertise, love your caring. So thank you again. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take care. God bless you, Zev. Thanks. So friends, uh, that was the interview we recorded earlier today. Uh, and I want to thank our guests, Harris Rosen, the CEO of Rosen Hotels and Resorts, Ashley Bacow, the president of Provenshore, and Kenneth Aldrich Jr., the director of health services at the Rosen Medical Center. Uh, I think what uh, Harris Rosen and his colleagues have done uh, speaks for itself. Uh, their approach is simple and effective. It's the right thing to do. And as we heard, it is actually doable and it's actually replicable uh, as they're demonstrating. 
you know, could you imagine again, if we spread this, if uh, we spread this Rosencare model to all other employers, and we literally were cutting the costs by 30 to 50% across the board, across the country, unprecedented. And, and again, it's not just that the costs are going down, but we're seeing health outcomes improve dramatically. And we're seeing, we're seeing the experience also of healthcare improve. It, it really is uh, the triple aim and probably the triple aim plus, if you will. I couldn't find the words to describe their approach during the interview. Uh, I kept on coming back to it, but uh, thinking about it afterwards, it reminded me of the term helicopter parenting. You know, when uh, parents uh, keep on uh, smothering their kids when they go to college or away from home with caring, with love, and, and it's not necessarily uh, has a, it doesn't necessarily have a positive connotation, although maybe it does. But I think in this case, this is sort of like helicopter primary care. And I, I think it does have a positive uh, connotation. They're not just offering primary care. They're not just making it available. They are actively, proactively promoting and pushing prevention and primary care onto their employees constantly. And I think it's a terrific thing. Um, I think it's the right thing to do. And it clearly is proving to be the right thing to do, as you heard in this interview. The other thing I want to say is, you know, and I think you heard this in the interview, I was actually quite moved by Harris Rosen. I I really was and what he and his colleagues are doing. And uh, I was very honest and very transparent with you all during the interview it was so simple, so straightforward. I mean, we're, we're running through all these machinations in American healthcare and all these pilots and all these experiments. And here you have something that just plain makes sense and it's working and people like it. Uh, and it's the right thing to do and it's saving money. And I felt, as I said, a twinge of embarrassment. I mean, I've been in healthcare for now three decades working on uh, trying to not just improve, but actually transform healthcare and largely in primary care and ambulatory care. And again, I was just, I felt a bit embarrassed uh, on behalf of American healthcare that here comes along a solution. And the question again is, this is not a new problem, by the way, folks. Uh, This problem has been around for literally, and I can go into this and demonstrate this to you. It's been around for over 50 years. Uh, We are still working on the same problems that American healthcare was working on when Lyndon B. Johnson was the president in the 1960s. And truth be told, uh, that problem existed in terms of access and cost even decades before that. So this is a problem that's been going on for a long time. The fact that we have not solved it says something uh, about American healthcare. And clearly we are coming to a point where it is untenable and it's unsustainable and everyone Everyone says that. It, this is not a, a partisan issue. This is a bipartisan issue. This is an American issue. Uh, no one believes or concedes that American healthcare in the way that it's done now should continue. So I was being very, very honest. And I just want to say something. At the same time, as I say throughout my writings and speaking, this is not about the amazing professionals, the doctors and nurses and PAs and, uh, and techs and, and staff and employees in our hospital systems and our healthcare systems across the country. The people in healthcare are absolutely brilliant and amazing, at times actually heroic. And so this is not a knock on the people in healthcare. This is a knock on the system. 
which by the way, harms not only uh, the patients it's trying to serve, but also the people serving within the system. And again, I am speaking from facts. So again, I just wanted to be clear that my embarrassment was not on behalf of individuals in healthcare. It was on behalf on the, of the American healthcare system or lack of a system itself. So folks, uh, as I do every episode, I, I'd like to conclude by thanking you all out there who are doing the hard work each and every day of taking care of patients or supporting those who are taking care of patients. I and we truly, truly appreciate you for what you do. We recognize how critically important your work is to individuals, families, communities, and our society. This is Zev Newworth on Creating a New Healthcare. My friends, until next time, be safe and be well.